Well, hello everybody. Welcome to the Best Got Beat. It's season four, episode five. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. We've been away for a while. We've been away for a while. But to be fair, we've got a decent reason because welcoming back Express and Star, Warsaw reporter himself, and new daddy. Come in, please. <laughs> Oh God! Turn it off. I'm. I'm. That is. That. That is actually Joe Edwards. That is uncanny. That is. That is actually like very similar to Harry sounds. In my in my um in I mean, my huge research that I do for these podcasts, mate, and I mean it takes hours to compile this stuff. Yeah. Um, of which of which uh, the one research aspect I've gone for is baby crying on Google and uh, gone straight to YouTube. Mate, the first video, 11 million views, one hour continuous of baby crying. That's one some, hour. Some and the little, yeah. the little thing it says is, um, I created this channel to share for my love of sounds. Please listen to this while watching the image for one hour and then let me know your thoughts. People have done it for one hour staring at that, listening to a baby crying. How's it going? How's, how's, how's daddy, mummy, daddy life thriving in the Edwards household? It's brilliant, mate. Honestly, I know it's. Is it? I know it's cliche and it's whatever. No, I want to know, mate. But, I mean, I'm but, not, I'm not, I haven't got children, not that uh, I know of. Somewhere, <laughs> maybe. So I need to know. You know, I'm getting to that time of life where I need to. I need to dip in. So you, this is this is valuable, valuable information you're going to give us and me. It it was just a kind of uh, holding him for the first time. It was like an epiphany. It was just well. That, that's it, isn't it? That's that's what it's all about. That's really? It. Yeah. That you, I just couldn't even... Tears? Like, tears? This... Emotional? Yeah, there has been some tears. Yeah, it, it's been it's been emotional, but God, like, yeah, holding him for that first time, you just thought, yeah, that's that's the whole point of it. That's me, really. that's the whole yeah. point of the life. Yeah, basically. And um, he's brilliant. I mean, he... he name? Um, name for the peeps? J- Jensen. Jensen. Jensen Button Edwards. Jensen Blake Edwards. Oh, real the, close, uh, JB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JB, so. I don't mind that. Uh, uh, if you if you have asked, oh, you must be a big Formula One fan, Joe. I'm, I'm not particularly. I've obviously aware of Jensen Button, and I, I watch it in passing, but I'm not like yeah. That's not the reason for the name. I just like the name, but um, it no. sounds like it sounds like an athletic name, though, mate. I feel like that's a good name if you're going to make it in the world of sports, and and Jensen will be because he'll be he'll be driven by his father to extraordinary lengths to make him sure that he's looking. After mummy and daddy, um, I know you've already signed him up to cricket, rugby, football, and, and a couple of jujitsu clubs. Um, and uh, but I feel like that's a you know when you can tell oh that was a name when you see the sports names you think oh they knew they knew that they were going to get into the paper because if they don't then it's like oh it's an interesting name but I feel that's a Jensen Blake seems like maybe a, maybe a tennis player mate. I don't know. Do you think it sounds a bit like a tricky winger? J- Jensen Edwards. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Can take I a like set. It. Can take yes, a like set. The ring of it. Yeah, take a set piece. You know, mm. maybe a bit of a fancy Dan. Um, <laughs> like his dad. Uh, yeah, pink, pink boots. Kind of turns up one one game in five, but <laughs> top ma- not. Yeah, fl- flashes of brilliance that uh, keep earning him contracts. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe that that's his that fate. But no, he, he's brilliant. He, um, he. I mean, at this stage, it's it, it, they're just kind of eating. Uh, well, drinking, sorry, um, mm. sleeping, and and then, and then pooing, and then kind of crying for a bit in between, aren't they? Mm. But mm. Um, no, he's with every day you can see a bit more kind of um, you know cheekiness in his face, and you know just a bit half smiling now, and kind of yeah. What's the bit... sleep like, mate? What's the sleep? Because I, I love I love a good eight eight to nine hours. I must admit, it's not quite eight to nine hours, but I have been, I have been wearing. My um, Fitbit for bed, just to see out of curiosity, mm. like mm. how much I am getting, and it's broken up, but it reckons I'm getting an average of seven. seven oh, hours. that's very good. Yeah, nice. so like, yeah, it's the way we tend to do it. I tend to do the like, you'll want a bottle at say ten and mm. one, mm. maybe. Mm. So I'll do those, and then the, the missus will do four and seven. So it just kind of evens itself out, really. So we mm. both. You know, we 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 tend to get a few hours each, so well, it's, I've, yeah, it's pretty good. I've um I've had this deal with Alana that I'll do the I'll do the bottle at ten and one, 
as in 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. and then she'll have the she'll have the rest of the day and night. I think that's a good deal. What the the bottle for your dog? <laughs> 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 oh dear! Uh, she's she's away now. She's gone. She's gone back to Seattle for Thanksgiving. I'm joining her actually next week. But um, but so it's just me and the dogs, mate. Oh, it's great. It's great. I I can watch whatever I want. I can go yeah. to bed. I can. I, I'm not. I'm not getting nagged. The um, the, the 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 kitchen's a mess. But no one's telling me to put the dishes away. No. Oh, mate, it's it's absolute it's absolute genius. I've got to watch some horror movies that I've been waiting to watch for a while. Um, I've watched Squid Games. You watched that? I've only seen the first bit on Gogglebox, and I haven't watched. I haven't watched it beyond. Oh, that. it's good, mate. It's good. It's good. So, tell you South's not into stuff like that because it will make her like dream. Uh, she, okay. She, she she kind of talks in her sleep, but sometimes anyway. Oh, so I'll you, tell you what. If that was me or you back in the day, mate, faces <laughs> days, mate. You don't want to be talking in your sleep next to your partner, do you? Oh, god. So if she if if she watches something like that, Kylie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. Sorry, it's not really her bag. So I um, yeah, she tends to have control of the TV. So I um, oh no, no. well if I do, then I'll then I just watch sports. I mm. watch watch football or I have the the Sky Sports golf on basically. So that's that's all I tend to watch. I don't really uh, watch any series anymore. Well, mate, yeah, I mean, you're watching TV days is over now. Now you know yeah, you've got someone to, to coach, coach you, coach your way to to professional sport. I love it, mate. That's great. Congrats, congrats. Thank you very much. Thank is it? it what's much. what's the costings like? I mean, do they, they do they grow quickly? Or have you got a lot of um? Have you got a lot of uncles, aunties, and and, and a lot of uh, a lot of yeah, clothes coming your way? Yeah, he, he's been he's inundated with stuff. To be honest, I mean, he got enough clothes to last him. You know, got enough booties. Yeah, he's. He's got. He's got. He, honestly, he's, he's got. He's been treated to so much. So it's. Um, yeah, it's been great. It's been great. I know people tell tell you it's a life changing thing and it's it's fantastic and all, all these cliches, but they're 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 there for a reason. It's honestly, having him, it's it's uh, it's amazing, mate. It's it's great. It's this good good October birthday as well. You think because yes. these in October because. November. I mean, I'm end of November, and that's still getting towards Christmas time. You want a little decent gap, I think. So between, October's yeah. a nice, a nice time to get it, I reckon. And you've got, you know, you're never getting any kind of like, I, I you know, even even like in November, end of November, I've always got the odd, oh, I'm getting you a big present, but it's part of your Christmas, Christmas present, present kind of thing. You don't mm. want that. No one wants that, mate. No, no. I think October is middle of October as well. I think that's like the cut-off point. So we've timed it just right. So no, I'm pleased with that. Yeah, good stuff. Um, so let's talk some Walsall. Let's talk some Super Saddlers, mate. Um, yes, come on. It's, um, it's been great. I mean, look, they've recovered. They've had a great run. Then you've been to the last two games for Miss Green and Harrogate, and it's gone to shit. So can you get, can you get back on, mate? Can you start producing a second baby? Because while you're away, they were brilliant. Uh, are you? Have you even seen them one away yet this season? I have not. No. It's unbelievable. I have not. Um, yeah. Look. Well. I- if you count a win on penalties in the in the <laughs> Papa John's trophy, um, but that was actually. One second. I'm just going to grab those straws in the background. <laughs> I'm just clutching them. Uh, yeah, I've got a hold of them. Go and carry on. Um, but no, that, I mean that was technically a draw, so it's one-one after 90 minutes. So no, I haven't seen them win away now. Uh, uh, Look. The good thing is they've improved and they've improved somewhat. Look, they needed to improve. They needed to improve pretty quickly, but thank goodness they did. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can, you can Forest Green when we were there on Tuesday night. Was it Tuesday, Wednesday, last Wednesday? Wednesday. Oh, no, good side. You know, Rob yeah. Edwards and top of the table, and they're already through and they've made a load of changes. And I'm not going to talk too much about that because they're moving through to the next round. Cambridge, I believe, Joe is the is, it the, is. Cambridge away is the next. Uh, the next game, and look, they, let's hope they give it a good go and maybe go a bit stronger and, and have a bit of a run in that competition. But but Harrogate was a disappointment, a decent outfit, but you feel that it was a bit of an opportunity missed because they were so passive and and it was such an, an it was such a game where they were they never they couldn't string two passes together really and, and kind of gave Harrogate. Um, free reign to to attack and and would definitely deserve winners on the day. Yeah, that's been 
at something that at various points in the season they've struggled with when the onus has really been on them to take the game to another team. Mm. Um, they they have been a, quite passive at times, and Harrogate was certainly de- definitely one of those days. They they just they just look short on ideas, short of vigor, of intent, of of, of belief as well. And um, Harrogate sat off. They kind of said, come on, show us what you've got, and, and, and also didn't really have much to give. And um, it, it, the, the visitors ended up picking them off and running away with a with a deserved 3-1 victory. Um, yeah, they only had four chances, but the, I think they stuck three of them away, and, 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 that, and, and that's it. That's all you need to do. And uh, it was an efficient performance um, and, a, and, a, and a classic away performance, if you like, from Harrogate. But Walsall were well short. Um, in you know, Plenty of... Individuals that were well below their usual standards. Um, obviously, we touched on it post game, but I don't think really anybody had a had, had a good had a good match. I think the one we, you'd asked me in the video whether anybody emerged with any credit. I said mm. no. On reflection, I think George Miller d- didn't really do anything wrong. He just didn't really have the service to work with. I think he ran about, he tried to make things happen, but he just had desperately little uh, to feed off and found himself just running down blind alleys and, and chasing and chasing long balls that were hopeful and not really hit with any direction or any purpose. So he didn't really do much wrong. And of course, Kieran Phillips came on and, and got himself a goal. But the 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 overwhelming majority were... We're well off it. I mean, the fallbacks didn't really offer anything going forward. After the game as well, realised it was Hayden White's fifth booking of the season. So that means he misses the Rochdale game this weekend, which, which is which is unwelcome because mm-hmm. you know they're quite short in that area. Probably looking at Tom Leake to come in at right back for the first time in the league this season. So it's um, yeah, it, individually they were well at well off it and. As I say, it started from midfield. Um, Joss Labadee missing again through suspension. And they desperately missed his his, his bite, his, his energy, how he covers the ground. Jack Eamon was trying, I believe, too hard as a result and kind of getting himself bogged down. And, and Sam Perry just didn't really do anything at all to, to add to his cause. So um, a very poor day all round. Fingers crossed. Just a bad day at the office because he... It was the first defeat in seven, so I was allowed yeah. to be too hard on them because sure. uh, they have made strides in the league. So, yeah, hopefully against Rochdale this this weekend, you know, back in front of the Banksies, we'll, we'll see a, a much better performance. Look, extenuating circumstances as well, Joe, and and you know, missing some big players. Let's be honest, some big players in the middle of the park and obviously up top. People are starting to come back, returning to training. How are we looking for Saturday? And, and, and can we see a couple of the mainstays returning and giving them that bite that they need? Yeah, I think one or two could be involved. Obviously, uh, Liam Kinsella and, and Connor Wilkinson return to training on Monday, um, which, is a, which is a positive development. So, you know, Kinsella is, is, is brilliant for me, for, for what he does. I mean, talk about Labadee's energy and what he brings. But if I was offered one of the two, I'd, of, of Labadee or Kinsella, I'd, I think I'd take Kinsella because right? mm-hmm. he brings that energy, that wholeheartedness. But he's he's more level-headed than uh, than Labadee as well. You know his disciplinary records are a lot better. Um, so Kinsella has been has been greatly missed. He, he he brings, to be honest, I think he's one of these players that you look at players that are playing in League Two, and I think a lot of the stories are that. Players are inconsistent. Is that is that why that's why they find themselves in League Two? They've probably got ability to play higher up, but they can but they can't do it on a weekly basis. Yeah, I look at Kinsella, and you know what you're going to get week from week, and I think he very rarely dips below you know a seven or at least a six out of ten, to be honest. And I think he is a player to be when you look at him, he could play in League One. I think um, so. To have him back is going to be a big boost, and of course Connor Wilkinson as well, who. Has given them that X factor at times that they've needed going forward when games have found themselves in a bit of a lull or Warsaw are chasing a goal and and needing someone to come up with a with a moment of real quality. They've, it's often been Wilkinson that has that has supplied that, but he's had a few injury 
mm-hmm. issues and you hope they don't continue to, to plague him, to be honest. He had that hamstring problem that kept him out for around four to six weeks. Then we've only been back for a couple of games and not really been at at his best per se. Then he gets another, I think it was a calf problem, which has kept him out for another few weeks. So he needs to get back fit and stay fit. Um, so whether I don't believe either of them are probably ready to be starting against Rochdale this weekend or perhaps even against um, Port Vale on Tuesday, to be honest. But if they can be involved in the squad and even if you can get half an hour out of them, if... if you know, if a game is petering out, you can bring Kinsella back on to bring those energy levels back up. And if you're chasing a goal, then then you can turn to Wilkinson and he usually comes up with the goods. So to have those two back in the fold will certainly be a, a benefit to Warsaw. Yeah, look, a uh, busy Christmas programme as well. So, you know, you want them fully fit. So you, you, you'd probably... So you're, you're predicting that that maybe being a part of things, but you're looking at maybe Carlisle on the 27th would be the game that you would expect both of them to be maybe fully fit and, and back to starting. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think Liam had to have a, a, a small operation on a, on a knee issue that he had. And, and again, we've kind of, having done a hamstring and then a calf in, in quick succession, I think they'll be keen to uh, t- take their time with him. And we'll come on to him in a bit. But, you know, Connor, they perhaps don't have to rush back in terms of starting games quite as much. Now they've bolstered that right-wing position with, with Otis Khan as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, if, they, if they're fit enough to, to start this weekend or next Tuesday, then fantastic. But I think, you now being realistic, it may be you know a couple a couple of games yet until we see them properly. Carlisle birthday, mate. Talking about birthdays, Carlisle is my birthday. Saturday oh, the 27th, oh. yeah. You're coming up, uh, Carlisle, you know. Mate, you know, the, the, do you know what? Do you know what? I would be there. Absolutely. I would always be there. You know me, mate. I'd love to go. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm in America, mate. I'm actually at the Washington Huskies against against uh, the Washington Cougars uh, that day, mate. Um, the, the old college football, um, Washington State. Um, so the Apple Cup, as it's called. So I shall be tailgating uh, which for people who don't know American tailgating is where you you kind of set up a car or a gazebo or a barbecue in the car park outside of the outside of the sports stadium and people this I mean there's thousands of cars there yeah and people just move from one to another with friends with family you always have like seven or eight people you you know all doing different tailgates and they'll cook and they'll drink and they'll be there and the tailgates will probably start so the game's at four o'clock I would say that most people, it'd be a full car park by 8am. Yeah. And people have six or seven hours of just eating, drinking. They've got TVs. People bring mobile homes for all the games going on. People are playing kind of like, um, you know, you see the kind of boards with the, the, the kind of games, with almost like the, the sandbag cushions where you get through. It's called cornhole, where you get them through the, the, the kind of hole at the top. Um, and uh, hoops and oh, there's all sorts of there's all sorts of things going on, mate. People are cooking for like seven, eight hours straight, like proper decent barbecue stuff. It's a good time, mate. It's a good time. So basically, I'm saying I'll be wasted and uh, not at Carlisle. I'll, I'll, I've I've had a text that they're having all of that at Carlisle actually. But are they? Um, are they really? Uh, yeah. So you'll you'll miss out on that. But you have know, you been the, to Carlisle, mate? I know you're close um, on on completing your clubs. Uh, how many clubs have you done now? Well, close on completing them. I haven't really. I'm not that close to the 92 because a lot of them are non-league grounds. But I've done uh, 91, so I'm 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 looking forward to hitting the the hundred milestone. The hundred mile, the centenary. Are you going to celebrate, mate, with a with a can of pop? With a can of pop, yeah, with a nice nice uh, refreshing can of pop. Um, but yeah, um, Carlisle will be the 92nd ground. Oh, not, no. Yeah, yeah, it will actually because I've already been to Port Vale. So yeah, Carlisle will be the 92nd ground that I've visited. Oh, mate. What a cheeky, what, three-hour trip? Four? 3.30? Yeah, I'm thinking about the train. Oh, I, really? I, I've spoken to uh, Joe Massey, of course, for, formerly of uh, of this parish. Uh, oh. And um, when it, whenever he's been up Carlisle, he's done it on the train. Apparently, it's not that far from the station. So oh, okay. um, get up on the train, do me work on the way back. I think that might be the gig. Oh, decent, decent. Okay, yeah. good stuff. Um, it's frustrating when I... When, Going back to the Harriet game, and you look at that the performance because amazingly, Joe, and you know this that runs kind of helped them. But and I'm not saying that they're going to be close this season. Well, they might be. You never know. Yeah. We we'll get these guys back and maybe get a couple more bodies in. But 
There are seven points between Walsall in 15th and Northampton in 4th. Yeah. 4th. Seven yeah. points. Um, it's astonishing, really. I mean, no one's kind of running away with it, right the way up until Forest Green, really. But you do think that um, if they can put a run together, and they will need to put a run together, and, and teams put big runs together, uh, you know, during the season, especially kind of coming out of Christmas, and they need to go on something like an, an eight unbeaten or another seven unbeaten of whether winning the majority of those games. But, you know, you put yourself in, in and around there and give yourself a chance and you only be all of a sudden you're two or three points away from playoffs you know going into the final course of this season that's I think what Warsaw fans would like is have this has this team have you seen enough about this team if they are fully fit for them to be in I'm not saying guaranteed but at least have a bit of a run to the end of the season yeah I think they've got it in them to, to have a run I mean I'm not so sure whether they've got enough to get there and I think if they did get there um, you know, I think it might be a bit early in this team's development, really, to be really thinking properly about promotion. I know that they have said it, um, but I think if you know if they got promoted, it'd perhaps be, a, I don't know, a little bit too much too soon, perhaps. Um, I think the the big thing about this season is getting there, getting a steady season behind them, and actually building to something and, and seeing that you can, you've got a long term plan and a long term strategy. Obviously, the last two seasons were really poor, but they've they've got a director of you know a footballing or technical director, whatever you want to call him, in Jamie Fullerton, who has set up a scouting network, and that might may not be you know to to to, to the outsider that might not sound like a, a massive overwhelming thing, but he came in and there wasn't a scouting network in place, um, so he set up a scouting network. They're doing a, an audit of the academy, you know they're they're looking at all. Op- you know all areas of their football operation, and they've got got a manager who, in Matt Taylor, is starting out, but he's having a clear identity and a philosophy as to what he wants his team to do. So that for the first time in a good while, mm. Warsaw actually seem to have a proper long-term strategy yeah. and a direction of mm. travel that that you can see and that supporters can really get behind. It's not a case of just uh, throwing things at the wall and seeing seeing what sticks. You know there will be bumps in the road, and I don't think anybody's expecting uh, Walsall to be winning week in week out. I, th- I think, as disappointing as Harrogate was, there was also an acceptance that you know for a team that's still developing and quite early on in its 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 progress that these days will happen. But um, yeah, there can there can be there can be around there. I've not been um, I've not looked at Walsall in games really this season and thought. God, that team was so much better than them. Mm. Um, I think there's been ga- games where they've been, you know, outsmarted. I think the Forest Green game, yes, it was too much change sides, but you could see that Forest Green were a pretty well drilled outfit. Yes, and, and they had a, you know, considering they'd made, I think it was eight changes on the night as well. They they looked like they had strength in depth, mm-hmm. you know, more more so than Warsaw, and you can see why they're up there. Um, I mean, Exeter referred. And Walsall could have easily won there that day. Um, they, they shot themselves in the foot with both of the goals that they conceded at Exeter. And yes, they, they, they did well to, to rally back and, and get a 2-2 draw, but they could have easily won that day. Um, you know, Northampton, a, a fourth, uh, uh, played them in, in the trophy, drew 1-1 and then beat them on penalties. Um, obviously, Port Vale coming up on Tuesday. We'll see what they're about. But Harrogate are fifth now. And yeah, the, you know they, these a lot of these sides that are in around that playoff mix. I think Walsall have, have have matched them in games. So you've got to get to January, I think. And I think there is a couple of areas still to address in the squad. I think they need another fallback. Um, you know, Stephen Ward is playing every minute of every game at the minute, and I think he could do with a bit of support. Um, and I think that you could argue they need another centre forward option. Um, but I don't think they're a million miles away, and um, if they can get those areas addressed in January, I, it, it, it's hard because I don't think there's a, an amazing amount of money available. But there might be a, a little bit of wiggle room to, to in the budget to, to make those deals happen. So if if they can get those in, yeah, I think they'll be in the mix. I, I don't think they'll quite get there. I think that there's probably a few sides that are just about better equipped this season. But I think if they can get if they can 
have a bit more of a go in the trophy as well. I mean, they're in the second round of the cup. I mean, if they got to the third round, if they got past got past uh, Swindon and got into the third round, mm. um, I think if you'd say at the end of the season, you get to the FA Cup third round and potentially a glamour tie. If you get into the top half of the table and in, in and around that playoff mix, ultimately falling short, and they're into the knockout rounds of the trophy, if they got through to kind of the last 16, last day of the trophy as well, I think that would represent a successful season, to be honest. And I've said it, I've said it before. A lot of these players are on two-year contracts, which is quite telling. Mm. And um, I think then next year they'd be, you know, equipped to have a proper a proper go at it. Okay, I'm giving you. Um, I mean, you've got four choices in an FA Cup. They get through. They get through in the FA Cup. Yeah. You've got four choices. Which one do you take for the third round? Are you ready? I'm giving you all away games, by the way. Okay. 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 Wolverhampton Wanderers away. Right. Liverpool away. Yeah. Man City away. Yeah. Man United away. Man United. Man United, Man United yeah. Man United. It, it, not that so much it excites me as the most. I yeah. think, But I think commercially that it would be the biggest game. Um, yeah, true. Go, going to I mean, you've got to think that... I mean, look... You've got to think that probably your Ronaldo's won't play in that game. But at the same time... But it, it uh, would definitely be a, TV, it'd be a TV game. Yeah. The TV money would be would be massive. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, I think Man United away would be... Yeah, Liverpool a, a close second. But um, yeah, Wolves would be brilliant. But I think, yeah, I think Man United away in terms of the exposure that it would give the club and everything, I think that'd be the one. Well, look, Shrewsbury, they knocked Wolves out a few years ago, Joe, a couple of years ago, I think, and then they only just got past them in, um, was extra time at home, I think, when we yeah, were, yes, when we were doing them. And, and they should have lost that game, to be honest, um, at, at Shrewsbury. And look, I mean, as it stands at the moment, I think there's a lot between Walsall and Shrewsbury. They're, I mean, they're sinking quickly. So um, so you never know. You never know. Never know. You never know, baby. Um, right, let's move on to the, uh, the fans forum that happened last week, I believe. Last week, so last Monday. So not the Monday you just gone, the Monday before. And last Monday, our roving uh, Warsaw reporter, Mr. Joe Edwards, was there, of course. <laughs> yeah. And uh, look, panel, open, you know, open questions on a variety of subjects. What did you, what did you take away from it? Were some interesting lines to come from it? Yeah, it was a good evening. Um, it's obviously Lee Pomlet is, is, you know, quite eager to keep supporters in the loop. Um, which is good. Great, which is good. Yeah. To, you know, yeah. 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 Um, you know, and and there was there was no element really of of dodging questions on the night. Yeah, the you know they were more expansive on some than others, but there was no kind of you know ducking questions or you know there were some difficult questions. You know, especially about how they handled the kind of match day operations. The I mean the Forest Green game fan stories have already been a bit of a. Bit, bit of a farce really in terms of getting into the ground and not being really any food or any drink and running out of things and mm. the toilets and the overall cleanliness of the stadium being in a bit of a sorry state so there was questions about that but that, that all those issues seem to have been you know rectified or at least improved to a to a reasonable degree um a lot of questions naturally about the scope of what they can do in terms of recruitment. So it was Lee Pomlet, uh, Jamie Fullerton, uh, obviously in his role as technical director, uh, Matt Taylor there on the panel as well, Stephen Gamble, the CEO, and uh, and Graham Whitaker, who's the supporter liaison uh, officer. But um, the 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 majority of the questions were kind of fielded really to to Pomlet and to uh, to, to to Fullerton. Um, but I think Jamie came across uh, particularly well. Uh, just talking about how they're doing this full review on the academy. Mm. They've got a scouting system in place. They're you know in terms of there's that questions about all the loanees. Of course, Wolves have got five loan players at the minute: Rushworth, Miller, Phillips. Uh, many years, A and Shade, and talking about if they lose any of those players in January, what's the plan? And he's yeah. kind of saying, well, we've got plan Bs and Cs with every player, so if you know, he's probably the only person really who's not worried if if they were to, you know, lo and behold, lose them. But um, there was a couple of tidbits that 
uh, Lee Pomley talking about having a they they got a sell on clause in the Elijah had a buyout deal with when he went to to Luton back in January. I mean, it was banging uh, them in. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were we were looking at it, weren't we? And, mm. I mean, I didn't actually see had a bio in the flesh, but I, you know, from the bits and bobs that I heard, I. I uh, it didn't seem like he was really taking things by storm at Walsall, but you know he's got eight goals for Luton, so I felt you know I felt like I felt like he was too him. nice and yeah. too lightweight, and then that's the the last season when he got the move. I felt like he really knuckled down and kind of started to use his his physical size and his attributes to his to 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 his best, and and, and looked really good for a few games, really threatening. I think when. I think he looked better when Josh Gordon was in the side, and when Josh Gordon got injured, he was kind of the main guy. I think he strolled a little bit, and then he got the move. But, but there was definitely something in there where I think he could have played at a better level. But to go, I would have said that he wanted to go to the championship and you know be the third or fourth highest scorer in that league. Fair play to him. Yeah, well done. Um, but yeah, so there was there was a, a variety of topics of the night. There wasn't, I, I guess, uh, something that from a journalistic point of view, that really screamed out to me as mm. like a massive story yeah. fr- from the night. Um, but there was, you know, talking about the, you know, the, the the plan is still very much to reunite the club with, with the stadium and, and you know, attain the freehold. Of course, the, you know, they currently rent the stadium from, from, from uh, Jeff Bonser. Um, they want to try and get the, uh, the the Saddlers the Saddlers Club into a into a working condition again. I don't know if you, that building on the car park. Ah, the old pub across the yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Way. So they so they want to get that back in back in working order. All that. I didn't even know that was closed, was it? Yeah, yeah. It's been so. It's like a big bar, is it? Basically, it, it was. Yeah. So they want to get. You've been in there a few a few nights. I, I haven't actually. <laughs> um, so they want to get that back up and back up and running. All that it would take about three hundred grand to do it. Oh, um, 300 G's yeah, yeah. So, I'll quote them um, 250 Matt will undercut them I'll do it for 250 <laughs> G's uh, you've got some contacts in you builders <laughs> um, but yeah so um, yeah the, there was there was a variety of things and I think the, what just kind of struck me was the was the whole kind of feel around the night I think yeah fans had some you know questions to ask and some were not scathing, but they were just kind of referencing the I, things that have gone wrong in the past, and perhaps they're a little bit sceptical still. But I think that the whole uh, atmosphere on the night was really positive, and I think that the panel came out of it, you know, looking you now pretty good. Really, they 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 answered answered questions honestly and and, and pretty openly. And, and I think what the big takeaway from fans for for, for really was that Fullerton was well spoken knows what he's kind of doing and, and you can sense that he's got a bit of a ruthlessness about him as well, which you probably need in, in, in that technical director role. So, um, yeah, just having that recruitment strategy and having a scouting system, I know it doesn't sound like, you know, to every football fan, it, it's some things, you know, that some clubs may take for granted, but now Wolves have actually got that those those things in place, you know, they seem far better, uh, you know, equipped moving forward to, to have a team that's not only just successful in, you know, for a year or two years and then they're st- ripping it up and starting from scratch. That seems to be a long-term plan and hopefully, you know, a, a clear identity now. Um, there's one thing that you said to me that um, that was, I guess, interesting for me and um, I can understand it because you know it's a slog and it's difficult. Is when Matt Taylor was asked and, and, and said, you know, are you enjoying it? And he said, not not as much as I thought I would be. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is interesting. I mean, fair play, being honest. And uh, look, there's obviously frustrations there. And and you know, if you're top of the table and you're winning every week, then you're going to enjoy it. Of course, you are. Than than when you when you, you know, when it's a bit up and down, especially at the start of the season. Did you take? Did you read much into that? Did he kind of um, go on and, and kind of explain that? Yeah, just kind of explaining how management is. You've it's always the next thing. You don't really have time to um, soak anything up, do you? Mm-hmm. I mean, especially in League Two. I mean, Warsaw have very rarely had a had a midweek off so far. Um, you know, they seem to be playing every every Tuesday. If it's not in the league, then it's in this uh, EFL Trophy. I mean, he he goes to every uh, reserve match and youth match as well. So he. You know he's working all round the clock. Um, it wasn't said with any kind of malice or anything no, like that. No, um, but it, it just kind of that. You know, 
you're always searching for the next thing, um, and that, I think that's probably you know a realization with you know being the top man and being a you know a manager of a of a, of a League Two club that wants to get out of this division, um, whether it's this year or next year, um, then that that's that's the pressure that comes with a job, and it is relentless. And um, oh, I think uh, you know he's he's always searching for more. He's He's a, he's a, you know, I think a, a winner. He's in his nature. I think he described, he's described himself before as, you know, somebody who perhaps didn't have the most natural talent that that he saw in terms of players, but he worked his way to the top um, in terms of Premier League and carved out a, a very good career for himself. And I think he wants to apply, a, you know, a lot of those things into management as well. So he's, a, you know, he's a hard worker. He doesn't take things for for granted. It seems, and um, yeah, that. That that is that is management. I I wouldn't want to be a manager to be honest. Um, you know, in in terms of, you know, a run of you know five or six bad games and your heads on the chopping block. I mean, it's uh, it is a relentless job. But um, he's doing a pretty good job of it, I'd say, so far for Walsall. And like you say, that cohesion and that they're all they're all moving in the same direction, not just you know the chairman and but also you know his backroom staff as well with you know assistant manager and, and Matt Sadler and, and the, the, they all seem to be on the same page which is good yeah the the uh, another thing that lee pomlet said on the night that i think you know i've got a few fans talking was saying what's the difference now between working with matt as to working with Darrell clark or working with brian dutton he said well there's just a lot more a lot more Conversation and a lot more, you know, working together really, um, and you know, a lot more dialogue, and I, I, and it just seems everybody's pulling in, in the same direction. He actually kind of said that you know, Daryl wasn't a bad manager to work with at all, and they, you know, they they, they got on well, but the, it just seems to be a more of a, um, you know, a united group now, if you like, and um, I think that makes for, for for good things for Warsaw. Fingers crossed. Um, do you think? Um... Lost my train of thought now. I was going to ask. <laughs> I was going to say, "Oh yeah, that's it." Oh, um, I'm supposed to be the one with baby brain. I know. I know. Man, Come I know. on. Staring at, staring out the window, looking into looking into the the uh, stratosphere. Um, I was going to say, you, you speak to some of the Warsaw fans on the night. I mean, do you feel what do you feel? The uh, do you feel it still? Obviously, it was very optimistic at the start of the season with players coming in and exciting, and the amount of signings that they, that they had to make because they, they didn't have a squad and. And, you know, with, with Matt Taylor coming in, and it, it was kind of a fresh start. Do you feel that the optimism is still there amongst the fans? I, I do, and I feel there is a realism as well. Um, I, I think they know, they know it's not going to happen overnight, and I don't think they're expecting it to. Um, I think the majority will be happy if they have a, a steady season, top-half finish, you know, kind of have a... Have a have a kind of a, a reaching distance of the playoffs, if you like, without quite getting there. I think the vast majority would 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 you know see that as a as, as progress. Uh, you know, obviously last season was was nowhere near what they wanted it to be, but you know to to stabilise and to to have a long term plan and to to kind of get the club on a, on a stable footing again. Because really, you know, you you look back on it and it was it's a hard reset, wasn't it? Really, mm, in the summer, very much um, so. You know, kind of. You know, realizing that things hadn't gone their way at all in in League Two, and you know maybe thinking at the start that it was a case, you know, we'll just get the manager in, we'll get a few players in, and we'll be, you know, we'll be there or thereabouts in terms of trying to get back up. And you know, we've seen this league, you know, you only got to look at sides like Bradford who've been in this year, in this division for years now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some big clubs at this level. I mean, Salford are another example. They yeah. flew through the leagues, and. They're, they're below also they're they're seventeenth mm. you know and they're they're chopping and changing all the time in terms of managers so league two are you know it's it's a tough old division uh, you've got to have a proper planning place you've got to have a proper strategy and and, pro- and, pe- and proper football people and um, you know, I think Walsall have have got that now so um, and I think fans are, are buying into it I think the optimism's still there of course three one defeats to a time are now less disappointing but I think when when the seed is a there's an identity that you can kind of take them, you know, a bit more knowing that, knowing that hopefully next week and in in the months to come we'll start to see this side, uh, you know, flourishing hopefully. Yeah, we've said before as well, like the difference between League One and League Two is is very very small. So yeah, yeah. we we you kind of knew that if we'll, if and when Walsall did get relegated from League One, which happened. That it is difficult to get back out. It is really difficult to get back out there. 
But the other, I guess the flip side of that is if they do get out of that division, there's no reason why they can't stay in League One because the standard is is very much, you know, what they're used to. They're going to have to improve, of course. They're on a bit of quality, but it's it's attainable. That now the now the difference between League One and Championship is massive, massive. Yeah. Huge. But that League One to League Two is definitely something that, if and when they do go back up, you know they can they can stay in there for a little bit. Well, you look at League One and how it's it's different, but every season. But the the promoted sides are, are holding their own really at the minute. Mm. Uh, Cheltenham, who Warsaw played in pre-season, lost two 0 two in the end, but it was a it, it was a close competitive game. two 0 It was a competitive game. They're sixteenth. Um, Morecambe, I mean, it, who were the surprise package of last season? I mean, they're they're still twentieth. You know, they're they're not in the relegation places as yet, but you know, um, and then Bolton, of course, which are a bit of a different case, of course, but they're eleventh. You know, they're 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 fine. So, you know, these are the teams that have gone up and they're doing they're doing really well. So, uh, uh, again, uh, if I do think it's probably still a little bit soon. I think it'll be next season when we're talking about it properly. But um, again, if they can put a run together, then I don't think it's impossible this year either to, to make a push for those playoffs. Mm. Uh, right, let's move on to the weekend and also a, a certain game in midweek next week. Uh, no, I don't think many people will, will know about that one. Uh, I interviewed a couple of fans after the game and they were basically saying, look, it's a work in progress, blah 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 don't give a crap, just just, just go and beat Port Vale on Tuesday night, is what they were saying. <laughs> so, uh, so, I mean, but look, Rochdale first, that's the most important thing. You yeah. only, only take one game at a time. A, a good a good time and a good game, you know, back at home to, to bounce back again and, and try and get try and get that win. And, and they'll want to do that. Of course they'll want to do that, but they'll want to go into that Port Vale game in a decent in a decent bit of uh, form and confidence. Yeah, Rochdale, a team that are just a point better off in the table. Um, you know, are two very equal sides, I think you'd say. And, you know, it would be a chance to, as you say, bounce back and, and put last weekend's disappointment behind them. I think in terms of the team, I, I mean, we had a question from Nathan Rowe asking what next for Sam Perry. I mm. think what next for him will, will probably be a place on the bench, to be honest. Um, you think uh, for it, Saturday, yeah, he's not going to keep his place? No, see? no. It, it's... It's... It, it's it's unfortunate, really, because coming in, you know, I've been kind of asking people about, you know, also what to expect in terms of the squad, and a lot of people were very complimentary of Sam and the, you know the breakthrough he had kind of last season, especially towards the back end, playing quite prominently under Brian Dutton and looking a, a real bright prospect. Um, just yet to quite see really myself this this season. Um, of course, he's still a very young lad, and uh, the. In, Sometimes in games he's came on at difficult times, and and then often when he's coming, it's in the absence of somebody who's suspended, and it's you know that pressure to perform. But um, would like to see a bit more from him, and hopefully we will in the coming months because there's obviously there's obviously a player there, and 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 you know the the heads that he turned last season. So fingers crossed, before long, you know we'll start to see him. You know, hitting hitting those levels again, but I, I think in in the immediate uh, future, I think he'll return to the bench. Uh, I think Josh Labelle will come straight back in in midfield, but then they'll have to make an enforced change at, at right back. Um, mm-hmm. We've we've Hayden White being suspended, and I think you're looking at the options. I think you know uh, Tom Leake's the only only option there really. The Zach Mills is still injured, um, so yeah, he's going to come in for his first league start of the season. I like um, him though, mate. I like. I, I like him. I like him. He's um he's very steady. Mm. When he's played in these trophy games, you know he's a centre half by trade, and you can tell that I think his his long term future is at centre half. But he's played right back. He's moved to left back. I think after Stephen Ward went off last week, and he's just he's steady. He you know he he, he doesn't he doesn't make silly mistakes. He doesn't um, try and do things that. He shouldn't be doing. He, he, he knows what he can do. He's he's a he's a good strong lad. You know he he covers the ground pretty well. He's not yeah he's not seemingly quick, but he's not slow either. And um, hopefully he can have a steady performance on Saturday. But um, yeah, in terms of Warsaw, they just gotta gotta make sure they move the ball quicker, uh, have a bit more of a, a of imagination. Um, Otis Khan may be one that thinks he can get in for a start. I think his set piece prowess can be something that really benefits Warsaw in the weeks to come. Um, but hopefully, I think the big thing is making sure that George Miller isn't so isolated up top. 
um, and the, and they've got to get out of this habit of just because he's he's got a good turn of pace and he's very tenacious and he can hold off defenders. Don't use that as an excuse to just clip long balls towards him all the time. Um, I think that yeah, you know that you can do it when the moment's right, but I think they've been guilty of doing it a bit too often, and it's almost an easy out sometimes. And I think sometimes you know some of those midfielders or even the centre halves have a bit more confidence with it yourself and get Warsaw up the pitch. So if we can see a bit more of that, and um, you know against against Rochdale, a team nearer around them in the table. You'd like to think that they could that could bowed well and uh, get 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 a win on the board and and get get some momentum going into Port Vale. Yeah, a player that we've heard of uh, and you interviewed him for the first time, Joe uh, Otis Khan, who was really impressed. I think a uh, free agent picked up and and I think it's probably looked looked one of the Warsaw's brightest players over the last week. Um, interesting comments from Matt Smith, um, from Matt Taylor saying that he's got to be more consistent in training. So maybe there's a there's a there's an issue there, or maybe he's maybe up and down. But from what I've seen, especially on the field, I think he's been bright when he's come on. I think he's looked the part. I think that his delivery, his set piece delivery, is excellent and threatening. Um, and and someone surely has got to be knocking on the door for for one of these two games. Yeah, I think when he made that comment, I didn't read too much into it. I mean, obviously, you know, did the story, but I, I think I think he says similar things with players generally. I don't think there was any malice in there. I think it was okay. just just a case of that. You know, just getting them to because they obviously read these things so that they'll yeah. they'll know they need to put it in as well. Yeah, exactly. And being being a you know a, a newcomer that's got himself a few games just to kind of maybe just keep him in check. You know, just to make sure that he still keeps applying himself as he should. Would you um, be a good? Would you be a good trainer, mate? No, would you be a good no, trainer? No, so no. I don't think I would be. I think Absol- I'd just literally put in fifty percent and wait wait for the games, mate. Absolutely crap. I used to be. <laughs> I used to be rubbish. I didn't train. Go through the motions. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah just yeah. It, I, I would not if I if I didn't have to run I, w- I wouldn't run so <laughs> just do the bare minimum basically but um, no, so I wouldn't be any good in this Warsaw team um, but um, yeah I, I think Otis Kanye is one that will be pushing I think there will be probably a change at right wing this weekend I don't think Tyree Shade was, was anywhere near it to be honest uh, last weekend especially when he moved into the middle of the park that's not his game um, I think that was highlighted. He was giving the ball away quite a lot, and it was a bad day for him, as well as many others. But um, yeah, so I think Kieran Phillips or Outis Khan will fancy their chances really of coming in on that right wing position. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, who gets the nod. Yeah, um, and briefly, I mean, we can't go too much into it, but I mean, just the magnitude of the game and. Look, I was stunned when you said the amount of fans that, that, that are potentially going to Port Vale on, on Tuesday night. Of course, Darrell Clark just won Manager of the Month, the Darrell Clark Derby. I'm sure a lot of Warsaw fans would love to to stick one up Port Vale. Um, that, that's going to be a, a, a cracking game to, to cover. Yeah, I mean, they've sold already sold more than 1,300 tickets. Unbelievable, so, uh, that is. Around, there'll probably be around 1,500 going on the night. Wow. Which is great, that fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, they took more than a thousand to Tranmere. Of course, mm. that was the first game back with fans, so I think that may have added to it a little bit. But then, yeah. consistently through the season, away games have been you know, really good attendances. You know, they've they've followed followed them in in good numbers. I think there's about seven hundred for the FA Cup game at Kings Lynn. You know, I mean, that is. You know, there's some see, they've done some serious mileage already. Hartlepool was a decent turnout, and it was a wretched performance, but it was a decent turnout. You know, Newport was a was a good following. You know, they, they've they they they're following them up and down the country, and uh, Port Vale, of course, with uh, Daryl being there, and 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 really, you know, this is probably correct me if I'm wrong, but it's probably the closest thing Walsall have got to a derby this season. Especially with especially with Darrell Clark being in charge of Port Vale, I think geographically it's probably the nearest the nearest rival. Would you say? I think it yeah, is. I would say so. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody else. Um, you know, so yeah, I think this is it's going to be a white hot atmosphere, and I think this is going to be one. Of, of course, there was eighteen thousand at, um, uh, at at Bradford. Around fifteen thousand, perhaps a bit, bit less, but that was a that was a big crowd. But in terms of a of a raucous atmosphere, 
I think this is going to be the biggest one of the season, um, at, at least up to yet, and at least until the game back to the Banksy. So it's going to be, it's going to be a different test. Um, of course, you know Rochdale first and foremost, but I think everybody has got you know at least half an eye on uh, on, on Tuesday, especially from a fan point of view, because it's going to be, you know, a, a big night and, and people. You know, want to get one over on on, on Darrell Clark. He's do, he's doing well at Port Vale. Of course, they're second in the table, but you know they want to send a message. And uh, Warsaw want to show that they're you know in in their eyes better off you know without him and and onto you know a long term strategy now. So um, yeah, it's a it's a game with pretty big implications. It's uh, you know, if they if they can get a win over Port Vale and a convincing one at that, I mean Warsaw fans would be absolutely delighted. Why do you think uh, Darrell Clark's Rubbed people up the wrong way, fans as you know, as well as media sometimes. Yeah, I mean, he did that interview, didn't he, last week? Um, in the was it in the Times with Henry Winter and talking about his his difficult upbringing and and stuff like that, and mm. um, which was which was an interesting read. Um, Daryl, I think, I, I think it's just a way that that he left really, and and and, and leave him. Warsaw in a, in a in a difficult in a difficult spot, and you know I think he he'll obviously argued that he had a better budget and stuff to work with at, at Port Vale, and has maybe been able to put a, a, a stamp on his squad in over the summer. But yeah, it's just the way that he he left, I think, and um, and that he never really uh, did he at Warsaw really. I mean, he, he you know kind of came in and obviously did well at Bristol Rovers. Just never quite fully clicked at, at Warsaw um, for for whatever reason, and then obviously he's gone on to Port Vale, and and um, yeah, so they just want to get one over him, and um, fingers crossed they do. I mean, it'd be it'd be a brilliant night if if they can if they can win win there, and yeah, I think Warsaw now are, are well, you know, they're they're better set up for for a game like this than they would have been had it come earlier on in the season. Mm. You know, I think they're ready to, to 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 deal with these atmospheres a bit better now, and um, I think hopefully uh, we'll see we'll see a good result on Tuesday. If we do, it'll be as I say a a, a real good night for Sadlers fans. Oh, it'll be a good eight night, it'll be a good eight <laughs> night. Um, right, two predictions then, Joe. Before we go, uh, Walsall against Rochdale. I'll go first. I'm going to say Walsall two, Rochdale nil. I'll say Walsall two, Rochdale one. Okay. Port Vale against Warsaw. I'm going to say Port Vale 1. Warsaw, Super Sadler's going barmy 2. I'll say Sneaker 1-0. Oh, Sneaker 1-0. Buzzing. Buzzing. Late winner um, from one of the players of the Clark era. So there's not many left. Maybe Liam Kinsella comes off the bench. Okay, okay. <laughs> Gets a rare goal. I'll take Give that. Goes 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 to the home bench and gives it gives it the big knee slide. <laughs> uh, great stuff, mate. Uh, thank you very much for listening, people. Spread the word, retweet it, get the Warsaw fans on board. We won't be going away between now and the end of the season unless Joe wants to drop another baby on us, which you never Wee. know. I mean, I don't know what the crack is. Um, and uh, we'll be back. Let's have a look. Probably back on the. 1st of December, probably, after the Cambridge game, Carlisle, and uh, previewing the Walsall FA Cup game against Swindon on the Saturday. I think that sounds good. Sounds great. Thanks so much for listening. Joe, great to have you back on board, mate. From me, from Joe, have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.